I tell her what I know. Then she says, Say a prayer for him. And so I go downstairs, pour myself a couple of fingers of wild turkey, and think about Hunter Thompson. His writing has always been in the shadow of his larger-than-life persona. Even people who didn't read books knew who he was. That crazy dude who took all those drugs and was played in the movies by Johnny Depp and Bill Murray. That wild man who showed up on TV now and then, mumbling so much you couldn't understand a word. Thompson was his own worst enemy because he fed that caricature. But the fact is, he was a marvelous writer. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is perfect in the same way that The Great Gatsby is perfect. Take a pencil and read those books, looking for something that doesn't sound right, something you'd want to change. You'll leave the pages untouched. He came from Louisville, and his mother tried to raise him to be a Kentucky gentleman, but his father's early death shook Thompson and steered him toward a career as a delinquent. Given a choice of jail or the military, he chose the Air Force, and served most of his career at Eglin, the huge base in the Florida Panhandle. After getting chased out of the service, he drifted through the bowels of journalism, once getting fired for destroying a newspaper's vending machine. Perhaps this should be his epitaph. He had a problem with authority. He taught himself to write, retyping books by writers he admired. Steinbeck, Hemingway, Faulkner, the usual heavyweights. He said he wanted to get inside the rhythm of their language and find his own style. He drifted through the Caribbean and began sending dispatches to the National Observer, a feature newspaper conceived as a Sunday edition of the Wall Street Journal. The editors loved his work and his observations about culture south of the equator. After a couple of long-distance years, Thompson came back to the States, but his relationship with the paper soured. Thompson wasn't the sort of writer to sit in an office and churn out copy with the necktie crowd. Married and soon to have a son, he settled into the San Francisco Bay Area and sold his blood while his wife worked as a motel maid. He was serious about his writing, but it wasn't paying. Then he wrote a piece for the nation about the Hells Angels motorcycle gang, and book offers stuffed his mailbox. He rode with the Angels for a year, got stomped by them, and had his first national fame as that lunatic reporter who went on the road with those outlaws. He had a lot in common with them. He called himself an outlaw journalist because he didn't follow the same rules as everyone else. His journalism was usually about journalism. No matter what he started off writing about, he ended up writing about Hunter Thompson trying to cover a story. Then came the marriage made in literary heaven, when Thompson began working with Rolling Stone editor Jan Wenner in 1970, he'd finally found the perfect partner, someone who understood him and gave him space. Their first major collaboration turned two failed magazine assignments, one for Sports Illustrated and one for Rolling Stone, into a masterwork. When it appeared in Rolling Stone, the byline read, Raoul Duke, but it was too good for a proud author to ascribe to a pseudonym. When it came out in book form in 1972, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was credited to Hunter S. Thompson. My students still carry that book around. 
tattered paperbacks jutting out of back pockets. To students in my journalism classes, Thompson remained some kind of god. One of my old reporter buddies said, he did what we all wanted to do, but he actually had the balls to do it. Thompson told me this in one of our interviews. As a journalist, I somehow managed to break most of the rules and still succeed. It's a hard thing for most of today's journeyman journalists to understand, but only because they can't do it. I am a journalist, and I've never met, as a group, any tribe I'd rather be part of or that are more fun to be with, in spite of the various punks and sycophants of the press. I'm proud to be part of the tribe. In my introductory journalism course, I assigned the students to pick a book from a list of more than 300 titles and write a brief report. More than one-third read...